Hey, how's it going? I just wanted to thank you because I cannot believe that this is happening right now. The fact that you not only found this show and then clicked play, which that had to have been a misclick. I cannot believe that happened, let alone the fact that you happened to listen to any of it. That is a miracle in and of itself. So you deserve all the thanks, you deserve all of the gratitude, and I can't convey it all. Unfortunately, this thank you will not be enough. So hopefully you'll take it for what it's worth and just know that I can never repay you because you guys are essentially turning my dream into a reality. And I I, I owe you everything for that. And um, just know that this is everything I can do right here in this moment, giving you all the thanks, all the appreciation, because it does mean the world now with that being said just a quick reminder we do have a youtube channel be sure to type in little marvon air on your keyboard there maybe it's the little keyboard on your phone maybe you graduate to the computer or maybe who knows use a remote use a tv maybe you're a little fancy i don't know but regardless type that in find us on youtube everything if, if you like the podcast what you're hearing you're gonna love what you're gonna see on the youtube because not only do you get to hear all of our opinions you get to see our reactions see our interactions and it is a grand old time i'm not gonna lie i'm really pretty proud of what we've put together here so i'd appreciate it you go check it out and i'm not gonna tell you guys to do anything but i am gonna say that subscribe button completely free i mean that's all there is to it i don't really know what else to tell you um so obviously that helps the channel grow and if you want to help support us that's a great way to do it if you're looking for more great ways to support us which i don't know if if you are, but I'll just throw this out there, telling a friend about this show, you know, telling someone you like that you like this show, that would mean the world, okay? Growing this channel, growing this platform, if you will, this this program, if you will, it is, you know, it's extremely hard to do, and I need every single one of your guys' help. So if you find the time in your day to say, hey, these idiots, don't make that half bad of a show. Um, it would absolutely make my day and i cannot express that gratitude to you enough so with that being said i hope today your day has been awesome and i hope that this show makes it just even the teensiest little bit better that would make my day but let's be honest that doesn't really matter so let's get to what really does matter and get this show started Sports fans, and welcome back to the summer podcast series from Marvon Air. I'm hope I'm hoping you guys are all having a great Monday. Um, just a quick reminder: this is a one take shot here, so there's gonna be plenty of blunders, but uh, I hope to correct myself when they happen. Um, speaking of Monday, I hope you all had a great weekend. I know myself, I had quite an eventful one. Uh, definitely did a lot more than I thought we were going to, and uh, I just gotta say a quick. Quick shout out to Buff City Soaps. This is not sponsored by any means, but dang, they make some really good soap. I got some of their like laundry detergent or whatever that is and um, laundry balls. They're like the dryer sheets, but I guess they're reusable. And man, my clothes smell real good. Um, So yeah, big shout out to them. Otherwise, the other thing that I did was went and bought some pickleball balls and paddles from the store Five Below. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but it's like a... Kind of like a, a dollar store, I guess. It's like everything is supposed to be $5 or less, except if you go into the five and beyond section of the store. But that's where things, they hit that $25 mark. I think that's about the max 
And honestly, there's some good deals. I sell longboards in there for 25 bucks. Um, but I wouldn't recommend the paddle boards or the, the, the pickleball paddles because they broke within about three minutes. So that was a disappointment, unfortunately. But we did still have fun. I played without the paddle for a while. Still won. You know me, a uh, competitive guy. So made it work. But uh, yeah, I hope you guys had a good weekend. And I uh, hope I can make your Monday just a tiny little bit better with today's pod. So we've got a lot of sports to cover. I was going through making my little show notes here and oh my gosh, I don't know how long this pod's going to be because we got a lot to go through. Uh, Why don't we just start with the most pressing news, okay? Let's start with Heat Nuggets Game 2. And this is something that I think is really cool uh, that the Heat won Game 2 essentially because I am a Heat fan really just because of of their underdog kind of role in this playoffs. And I'm, you know, rooting for the underdog. Like, how how much fun is that? It's a lot of fun. It's like betting on the over in a game, right? You know, if you bet the under, you're just, just like, kind of boring. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, you know, one's watching the game hoping for less points. So uh, that's kind of how it feels to be rooting on the Nuggets here because it is very clear that the Heat are the underdog. Um, but they won game two by three points. Uh, I think it was Murray had a last second three to end up tying it, but he missed that shot and it was over in regulation, which is always a good thing to hear if you're a Heat fan. Um, and so, yeah, they, they were down, I think, 15 points at the most. Is that what I have here? Uh, yeah, 15 with 502 left in the first half. So, Definitely a lot of time to come back, but this is the seventh game this postseason that they've been able to overcome a deficit of 10 or more, which is absolutely bonkers. You know, big shout out to them for that because that's a hard thing to do. But they they seem to be really good at it. That's kind of like their MO. They, they do really well if they get down by quite a bit, I guess. So um, that's one of those teams where, you know, they, they you just can't ever rule them out. And uh, that's, that's a fun team to watch. So... Uh, that was a lot of, you know, I didn't get to actually watch the game because all of my buddies kind of skipped town and I don't really have a way to watch the game otherwise. So I was watching the Google updates and then I realized the ESPN website updates a little faster. So I got on there. Then for the last like five minutes or so, I realized, oh, what am I doing? I can listen to it at least for free. Went ahead to that. That was really cool. Um, so yeah, if, if any of you guys are out there trying to keep up with the updates on the the website or the app or whatever there's usually a listen option for free so i don't know how much you guys enjoy that i personally think it's really cool um i would like to commentate the game um so it's kind of fun to hear how they go all about uh, all about that but um that's just me so maybe maybe i'm just a bit of a nerd there but regardless he came through. Role players showed up in this game. I know Vincent, I don't I don't know the exact stat lines on these guys, but they absolutely showed up after a rough game one. So I don't know. Did they figure out the thin air? We were kind of touching on that um, in the last pod on Friday, if you missed it. Uh, I don't know, but they definitely showed up. They definitely played well. And one guy who really came to the helm in the fourth quarter was Mr. Duncan Robinson, okay? And this guy, okay? I'm back and forth on him because if he gets in, he's most likely going to shoot. And uh, after his big game, a lot of talks of his contract have been surfacing. Apparently, he was just basically signed to a shooter contract, and uh, he went through a bit of a slump, which kind of 
you know, it put him on the bench and it cost him millions of dollars, but he is still playing. So I was kind of back and forth on how much I liked Robinson. But after hearing his story of the contract, you know, mm, signed a big money bag, but a lot of it was in the fine details. You know, he only gets like 10 million if they win the finals. It's like an incentive based contract, if you will. Um, and being put out of the starting lineup in that situation has to be extremely disheartening. And he was able to overcome adversity and pull through. So, you know, big kudos to Robinson. I will give credit where it's due. That was really, that's, that's awesome. Love to hear that. Um, get your bag for sure. So definitely bigger fan of Robinson than I was, uh, before, which, you know, big fan of all of the heat players really, but I think he was probably at the bottom of my list and he just moved up a couple pegs. So Good work, Robinson. Putting up ten, I think it was in a row. Was he? Was he like the the ten in a row? I don't know for sure, but he. Um, I'm gonna look up the the box score, ESPN. But I don't. I don't know if he scored ten in a row or not. I just know that he definitely played really well in that fourth quarter and kind of spurred that comeback. So, um, big shout out. I have my sticky notes right where I can't see this stuff. So, I'm sorry, guys. This is just a horrible listening experience. But find the Nuggets here. Because I know I was looking at the box score, and it was like really kind of a rough rough go of it for the Heat here. So Heat won quarter one, then were outscored by nine in the second and two in the third. So it was a little, it was a little closer than I thought, but then they came out exploding in the fourth, and they ended up outscoring the Nuggets by 11 in the fourth. So things all evened out eventually. But, um, yeah, that was a really, really fun game to listen to. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> what was that? I was trying to say Joker or Jokic and couldn't decide. So Jokic had 41. That's a lot of points. He only had four assists. Now, if you think back to game one, he had 14 assists, which is quite a few more. And I don't know exactly how many points he had. I think it was like 27 maybe. Uh, he didn't have as, nearly as many. Let me see here. Joker in the first game had points, points, points. Why do they make the points so hard to find? You would think, oh, here we go, 27. So not not very, kind of middle of the road for a Joker. Not a lot, not a little. Um, but, yeah, he definitely uh, did not get the assist down in this game, but he, he definitely showed up with the points. And after the game, I think it's Spo. Spo is the head coach of the Heat. He was kind of asked about what <laughs> Um, you know, are they shutting down? You can turn Joker into a, oh, sorry. You can turn Joker into a, um, shooter or like a, a, what do they call those guys that like pass the ball around, um, into one of those guys. And he was like, yeah, that's a ridiculous question. Um, that's, that's a question from the untrained eye. Uh, he's an unbelievable player. And I thought that was actually hilarious. His response, he was just like, are you kidding me right now? Like, why would you even ask that? Of course, of course, Joker is one of the best players on the planet. And honestly, um, I was in Embiid's boat this year for the MVP race. And after watching uh, Joker in these finals, I think if Denver would have gotten more um, airtime, I guess, more time on the on the primetime television, he would have won MVP because he's that good. And I was just like, why are we giving Joker a third in a row? Like, I know it shouldn't matter how many you've won. Should be the best guy out there for their team, but Joker is a very, very, very good basketball player. Now, in my opinion, I'm not going to go into this long, but the MVP 
is the most valuable player. There's many different ways you can evaluate MVP, and it makes me angry. It's a subjective award. I don't love that, but my interpretation of it is who elevates their team the most because they are the most valuable to their team. And I don't, I didn't break down the film or anything, so I don't know the answer between uh, Joker and, and Embiid on who was actually more valuable to their team. Um, you know, you can get into the football side of things. I would be a little bit better at that. But Joker is a player. That is for sure. So um, on Friday, I, I kind of talked about how the the Heat needed to win game two or else this was not going to be a great series. And sure enough, they came through. And uh, I think it was Jimmy Butler wearing the, the um, win three more or, or three three wins or something like that. And that's kind of the, the MO that the Heat have been going with that you uh, you only need to win four games. It doesn't matter if you're the favorite or the underdog or whatever. And they won their game on the road, so now all they have to do is win all their games at home, and they will uh, they will they will win the finals. I was going to say advance, but they will win it all. So that's kind of crazy to think about, especially considering who they've had to go through in the um, the Celtics and the Bucks and the Knicks. And not that the Knicks are necessarily a powerhouse, but nobody was looking the Heat's way all postseason long, and I love that they are in the mix, in the thick of it, really, because they're going back to Miami where they've played exceptionally well. They broke Nuggets' streak of 9-0 and at home this postseason, and um, I really do love to see the Heat playing well. With that being said, um, I've got about 85 other points to talk about here, so I'm going to get keep it moving for you guys. Um, I don't know how long you guys want these pods to be. If anyone's listening, I can put them a little poll, I guess, or something like that on the, on the Spotify like thing. Um, if you see that and you respond or tweet at me, like I was shouting out my Twitter like 14 times in the last episode for some reason, but I'll do it again because I don't care. Shameless plug. Uh, tweet at me. How long do you want these pods to be? 10, 15 minutes, 25, 30 minutes. I can go really quick or I can kind of elongate and uh, get into in depth into more topics, a little, uh, you know, in a, in a more in-depth way. How, how many times can I say that term? <laughs> so... Um, just let me know because I, I'm just kind of going with it here, but we have a lot of points. So let's keep it moving. Um, where do I want to go from here? looks like we got a lot of NFL. Actually, b- before we move on to the NFL, I'm going to go to the NBA expansion talks because this is something that's come up recently. Apparently after the media rights talks, um, in next spring conclude, they will look to talk about an expansion team, which is absolutely bonkers to me because I feel like personally 32 is just the right amount of teams especially in the NFL I know they've been talking about expansion teams in the NFL maybe some overseas maybe some you know they want more teams um, which means more games which means more revenue which means you know better business essentially so uh, I don't personally agree with that for the NFL I think 32 is the perfect number and I'm sure after it changes then I'll agree with it in 25 years with the new number they pick, but I think 32 is a very, very good number. So I'm surprised that the NBA is looking to expand, but um, I am excited to see where these teams could potentially go. According to Sham Sharania, he said this on the Pat McAfee show today, and uh, he also tweeted it, I believe. Uh, he said Vegas and Seattle are the two top teams that we should be looking at for that expansion team. And I would love for it to be a Seattle team because I'm kind of on the edge about being a Kraken fan. They're and they'll be going into their third year next year. They just finished up their second. I'm not a big Mariners guy. Um, obviously, I'm not a big Seahawks guy. So it would give me something else to root for out in Seattle. I love the state of Seattle, all the stuff that they have to offer. But I don't think I will be rooting for the 
um, what is that? MLB. There's Supersonics. I guess that's like the only uh, MLS team I know, so I could root for them. But bringing the Supersonics back, if they bring a team to Seattle, they have to be named the Supersonics. That's absolutely non-negotiable. I think that has to happen. And I would love that. I, I, that'd probably be my team, honestly. I, I think they're a really a cool name and a, a cool team and all that. So, you know, KD played for the Supersonics. Um, so I, I think that'd be really, really cool. If they bring Seattle, a, a, an NBA team, and they, and they name them the Supersonics, that will be my team for sure, 100%. Um, but I don't know what that means for the expansion of the NBA. Playoff-wise, um, games-wise, uh, division-wise, like I feel like if you're going to bring a team to the NFL, it has to be four new teams. But I don't really know how they did it when they brought on other expansion teams like the Texans and Jaguars are the two that I, I think of off the top of my head, obviously. Um, like the NHL started with six teams, and I don't know how many they have now, like 30. So they figure it out. But the way the NFL set up with 14 divisions, I would think you'd have to bring in four. But maybe not. I don't know. Maybe, I don't really know how all that works. I'm not the commissioner of the NFL, but um, someone knows. So I'm sure it's in the works somewhere. But I did want to bring that up that the NBA was talking about potentially expanding their league and Vegas and Seattle are the two, t- two cities that are probably in the, the strongest running position for a team. So I would love to see a Seattle team there. Okay, now, with that out of the way, we're going to move towards some NFL, okay? Before I move there, I just want to say really quick, if you enjoy this show, definitely let somebody know about it, and um, that really, really would be a huge thing. And we also have a YouTube. Check us out at Marvel on Air on YouTube. Um, for the summer, we won't be having any actual podcasts with everyone in the studio, everyone at home for the summer, but... We have some very, very awesome videos coming out, and especially this week. So if you are a fan of the Hunter Lyson ring that makes his a casual appearance, is, you know, every now and then he comes on the show, uh, I would keep an eye out on the YouTube there. So, um, yeah, our growth really only goes through you guys, and I appreciate everything you guys have done so far. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Just a quick reminder. Now, for the NFL, let's, uh, let's start with the most recent news. How about that? We will go straight to... This one's big. This one is very big. Colts player being investigated for gambling, okay? And he has not been named yet because they haven't reached any decision on penalty or if he is guilty or anything. But allegedly, has he has placed hundreds of bets. And according to, I believe Shams broke this one as well. Um, I didn't write that down. I definitely should have. But um, he is, quote, not a star, but the average fan has probably heard of him. So I'm thinking, you know, like a Michael Pittman Jr., that was the report that came out of that fake Adam Schefter account. Um, but do, do be aware, it was not Adam Schefter. It was a fake account. But this guy allegedly also bet on the Colts as well. So now my question with this is, you know, what are we doing? This is, this is kind of the same thing as with Jaw, right? It's like, what? We know we keep doing this, right? Like, we've seen this multiple times. We saw it with Calvin, with Calvin Ridley, I believe. Um, got that year suspension. Oh, I think it was, it was like indefinite or a year, and then he appealed it. And anyways, he's he's ready to come back this next year, but he had to take a whole year off in his prime. Huge deal. Millions lost in potential earnings from game checks and all that. And then uh, was it the Titans? I forget who it was, the other team that literally just a couple months ago had a bunch of guys get fined for gambling. I should have definitely looked that up. But either way. Like, dude, what are we doing? There, there, there is. Look, now here, here's the thing with these kinds of rules. 
Same thing with the jaw situation. People are saying jaw has a right to carry a gun. It's not illegal. But it it's different when you're in one of the highest, prestigious, most epic of epic leagues in the world, let alone the United States. You can't there's certain rules that apply to you, okay? You can't be flaunting a gun on and or on Instagram live. Okay, you just can't be doing that. You can't be gambling on games. And especially I, I will say, like I understand the rule and I think it's a little bit more wishy washy with, you know, the um like if you're betting on NCAA games potentially or you're betting on the NBA, you know, a different league from where you are currently. But I don't personally think you should – I don't know. It's so tough. Like, if, if you're playing in the NFL and you bet on an NBA game, I don't think you should be banned for a year, okay? Like, but you also have to know you are in the NFL. You cannot be gambling, period. And I think they were starting to crack down even on, like, amongst players, like, card game gambling. I don't really know the exact rules with that. But you just can't do it, like – that's all there is to it. So I don't know what these guys are thinking. If they just think they can slide under the radar and they're they're not going to get caught. Like, um, obviously I'm not in the NFL, but buddy, I hate to break it to you, they're gonna get you, right? They, you can't be doing that. I don't know what you have to. What do you even have to gain from this? Like, go play online poker for free if you really want to gamble that bad. Because I mean, you've already got millions in your bank account. I don't feel like you need. I just don't get it. So that is news. Um, that is big time. Obviously, he's going to end up with, I would assume, an indefinite suspension. Definitely at least a year. Definitely at least a year, especially because he bet on the Colts. And Calvin Ridley bet on the Falcons, I believe. I believe. Don't quote me on that. But I just don't know what we're like. I'm almost speechless. There's no excuse for this kind of stuff. If they and it's one of those zero tolerance policies because of all of the the NFL scripted the NFL is you know it's a ruse. If you got guys betting on it, obviously the the what do they call it? The integrity of the game is going to be called to into question. We can't. That's just something that cannot. Dude, this happened last episode too. This speaker, I really have to make sure I turn this thing off. Um. You can't, it's just, it's just something you can't do. And so I, I unfortunately, um, I don't feel too bad for the guy. I don't know what, I don't really know how he thought he was going to get away with that. So that's, um, that's the news on that. There's not a lot of news there. Um, like we don't know a whole lot yet. It's more of a reaction thing. And unfortunately I don't have a long winded reaction because it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, you shouldn't have done that. Uh, now you've been caught. Now you're going to get suspended. Once we find out who it is, I'll be able to dive into more of what that means for the season, like who, what, what kind of effect that'll have on the team. But um, I don't necessarily have a lot to say about it right now other than the fact that it shouldn't have been done. Um, but based on the fact that I think it is Michael Pittman Jr., not, not, I don't think it's Michael Pittman Jr. He's a potential player that's not necessarily a star player for the Colts, but everyone's kind of heard of him. Um, He's a wide receiver. Let's pivot to another wide receiver. Really bad transition. I got to work on that. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins, kind of in the news right now. Um, brought him up last episode, and I said, if you can afford him, go get him. And that seems to be what the issue is for most of these teams. Most teams can't afford that type of salary cap hit 
um, on their roster right now. They just they don't they don't think that they need um, a DeAndre Hopkins level player for the hit they're going to take, and they think if they can get a reasonable. I've seen multiple teams, uh, multiple insiders report that multiple teams are saying if we can get him at a reasonable price tag, it's not something we don't want Hopkins. We don't want to take that big of a hit, and I. Don't necessarily blame them, but teams like the Browns that said that they they were good unless he was at like a really cheap point. Like, bro, you're the freaking Browns. You got to get something going here. Deion, uh, Deshaun Watson didn't necessarily play his best game last year, and I think that whole team's kind of back to being in the dumpster after winning that uh, playoff game after, uh, against the Steelers. Sorry, playoff game against the Steelers. And so... I just don't. I just think it's something that you need to go try to get uh, a really high level player like this. But I do understand the high level price tag. And I was chatting with some guys. Uh, we were going through through some. Oh, the taco truck just drove by. Huh. It was a yellow. It looked like a real taco, like a like a hard shell taco. It was awesome. Um, you know, you, you remember back to like uh, Julio. Remember Julio? It was kind of one of those things where why are we not picking up Julio? Julio is a real dude. Like. I kind of took the same position. I watched a lot of Pat McAfee show. I will probably bring it up a lot. I know it's probably really annoying, but I do kind of agree with his take on this, that if you can go get a, pro- a proven guy, uh, do it because those draft picks, they don't always turn out like sometimes. Yeah, they do. Joker was a second round pick. Okay. As crazy as that sounds. Obviously you got like your Tom Brady and I could go on and on and on about these late round picks that ended up proving themselves like Richard Sherman and stuff. But this is one of those things where it's like you have to you have to be a little cautious now because we've seen guys like Julio Jones who are proven and maybe are coming off an injury, but it it's one of those things where they are still capable and you're able to get them at a decent price tag. You trade a few draft picks and you move on because you don't know what those draft picks are going to turn into and you have a proven guy. Well, Julio gets cut right away, right? So I don't know if that's one thing. I feel like it's put a little bit of a scare in the market where everyone's kind of like, hey, this guy, you know, this happened to Julio. Do we really want to take a huge cap hit, trade away a few draft picks that are, you know, you have to remember draft picks aren't only draft picks, but they're also leverage in other trades as well. Um, just like obviously they would be in the in the D-Hop trade. But, you know, do we want to give away all of this quote-unquote capital for someone who is really – I mean, the floor is that he's going to be a veteran receiver, right? Like, he brings a veteran sense to your wide receiver room. Absolute floor. If he has zero production, he's been there, done that. He can teach the newer wide receiver something. You know, the ceiling is he's still one of the best receivers in the game, and you end up, you know, you, you make a stronger push for a playoff, you know, whatever your team needs. Right? Like like a, a Browns, I wouldn't expect a Super Bowl run out of them. I would expect them to be making a push at the playoffs kind of thing. So, um yeah, it's just something that those owners have to consider. And it is, at, at this time, it appears to be a price tag issue. Um, can they get D-Hop at a reasonable price that's not going to kill their salary cap? Because um, the teams that are looking at it most are the teams that are very, very good, right? So, like, your Bills, your Chiefs. Like, I don't think they're going to – they're not going to, like, not make the playoffs if they don't pick up D-Hop, which that in and of itself seems backwards to me. It should be the people that are – you know, trying to make a playoff push to have the most to gain, that are tr- they should be trying to pick up D Hop. But you know, I'm not I'm, I'm not an executive, so maybe I don't know anything. Um, but speaking of making that playoff push, Dalvin Cook, uh, Dalvin Cook. So I, I thought for a second I thought I brought this up on Friday. I definitely did not. Dalvin Cook 
is most likely going to be traded or cut from the Vikings. And there are many, uh, there's quite a few teams that are interested in him potentially if he does end up getting traded or cut. Um, you know, the, the, who's going to be left for the Vikings? Well, you got Madison, you got uh, Kenny and Guanu, and then like Ty Chandler. So Madison must be the guy they want to go with because he is a solid back and he's going to be a lot cheaper. Um, but it's kind of come out that it's rumored Dalvin Cook to the Dolphins is a very high likelihood there. And just imagine that team. That's a team with Dalvin Cook going to be definitely looking at a Super Bowl posi- Super Bowl push here. And then you take that you take that camera lens, you're zoomed way in on the Dolphins there, and you just kind of zoom out a little bit, look at the AFC East. Holy shit, dude. As a Patriots fan, um, I'm sorry, but I am genuinely scared. I mean, the Bills, obviously, have been a powerhouse for a few years now. And then you got the Jets, who were dang good last year. And I always kept saying, they're a piece away, dude. They are a quarterback away from a very, very good team. Who would they go and pick up this offseason? The Aaron Rodgers. The last guy hanging around from all of our childhoods out there. So um, I'm very scared of the Jets as well. And then the Dolphins, with Tua having put on probably like 150 pounds, looks like he can bench like 600 pounds, you know, squat 80, uh, 80,000, not 80 pounds, period. That would be really unfortunate that'd be probably like an ankle mobility issue you'd think if he if he couldn't uh, squat more than 100 pounds but you know he, he's looking real good they got the camera on the side of his helmet and then just look at the weapons that any of those teams have literally any one of those teams okay let's let's go Stefan Diggs boom Bills uh for the Jets Brees Hall that's the first one I think because obviously I am stationed out of Iowa State so he's going to be fresh in the mind and then you go down to um, the Miami Dolphins, and you got, like, Cheetah, okay? That's the best guy, uh, not the best, best guy, but top three, and then you look at their quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Tua. Tua's the weakest of the group, and he had a very strong showing when he wasn't severely concussed last year. And then, you know, you got your Garrett Wilson. Um, You got, I'm trying to think of who else is a huge playmaker for the, the Beals. There's also, um, like, the safety situation in Buffalo is extremely good. Their defense is very, very strong. The Jets, Garrett Wilson, and uh, obviously Sauce on the defensive side of the ball, huge player there. And then, dude, like the Dolphins, you could just rattle them off. Like, that one's easy. They're full of star players between, like, Jalen Waddell. They did just get rid of the Mike Gusecki guy. So that's one that I always forget about. But looking at the AFC East as a scope, I feel like this is what the AFC West we – was last year what we thought they were going to be, right? We thought this was going to be the toughest division in football. The Chiefs are going to lose. They're they're not going to be able to keep the division title, bruh. The Broncos stunk. Raiders stunk. And Chargers did their, their usual collapse at the end of the year. Was anyone surprised by that? Absolutely not. Okay, so we have kind of the same situation in the AFC East, but I don't think it's going to be the same collapse. I think the Bills are still going to be at the top of the game. If Tua can stay unconcussed he's going to be one of the best uh you know that's that's that Miami I'm not saying he's been one of the best quarterbacks that Miami team's going to be very very strong and I have said it from last year I don't know if if it's on tape necessarily I would assume so uh, I've been speaking to new microphone for a while the Jets I've always said are a piece away and they got that piece so I think that they are going to be a very strong contender for top one or two in the division and to be honest I mean, you could say the Patriots, it's a Patriot way. We got Bill Belichick, right? 
I'm personally not a huge phone uh, a proponent fan, if you will, of Mac Jones. But I don't even think it matters. Like I want I want Zappy to play, but I don't think it matters either way. No matter who we play, we've really only got like Mike Gesicki and our decent wide receivers who I don't even know who we've completely signed in yet. And um, I don't know. I'm just I'm prepared for a seven and. 12 no what is it there's a 17 game so 7 and 9 16 is that right 16 no 17 games so 7 and 10 wow there's a reason i'm not a math major um but yeah so like a 7 and 10 season ending up at the bottom of the afc east unless it ends up being like a beat em up season where everyone's kind of beating each other up i really don't think the patriots are going to be in any sort of position to move forward uh this coming year and it really it really stinks uh, especially considering Bill's coming towards the end of his career, and it's going to be a whole new Patriots squad, and I don't know if I can handle that mentally. You know, It's like that one fan who uh, sent that voice DM to Jimmy. I can't handle it, Jimmy. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. Like, that's, that's me, okay? I need the Patriots to be back to the Patriots, but we just stink right now, and it's it's hard to watch. So I'll get off my soapbox on that one, but that is um, – that's the AFC East for you. Yeah, so if Dalvin Cook goes to the Dolphins, I would look for them to – I don't even know. I can't predict the AFC East. I was going to say look for them to go second, but I like the Jets at two, and that's if the Bills can hold their number one spot. So maybe it goes – maybe maybe we flip the AFC East as we know it. Back when I was a kid, it was Patriots, Bills, Dolphins at 2-3, and then Jets at four, and we might be looking at Jets – Bills, Dolphins, Patriots. Literally flip it on its head. That wouldn't surprise me one bit. Um, but speaking of flipped on the head, this is one that flipped me on my head, this quote coming out of Mark Andrews. Talking about Lamar, he says, quote, His balls are incredible. He's putting the balls on the money. Now, I <laughs> did he say it on purpose? I don't know. I really don't know. But this is one of those things where um, OTAs, are going on right now and um for those of you who don't know otas is optional team activities we're seeing a lot of of videos of throws coming out um on the internet right now and it's a lot of deep balls and absolutely crisp slow-mo spirals that's another thing uh every single team that has a decent social media manager is throwing kind of this the drop back and throw in normal speed then they slow down on the ball show the absolute crispness of the throw you could basically draw a, a line through both points and it, it never wavers off the line right into the bread basket right we've seen Aaron Rodgers do that we've seen I think was it Tua what was the other one maybe I saw we're seeing all these great balls and then you go to the Patriots video that they released and it's uh, slow-mo drop back, and then the ball flies through the air at actually accelerated speed. They didn't slow down or play at normal speed. They actually sped it up, and then they showed the catch in slow-mo. And I'm like, guys, do we understand what we're doing here? Do do we even know what we're trying? Is it a bad throw? Like, it went so fast, I couldn't even tell. Um, unfortunately, I think this podcast is going to end up me just be. I'm just going to be complaining about the Patriots, so uh, be ready for that. But, yeah, uh, Mark Andrews talking about Lamar's balls was comedy. Loved that. And, um, <laughs> oh man, those guys, they're just a bunch of, a bunch of goons. You can't, you can't hate on a guy like Mark Andrews like that, especially when he's been, been the main weapon for Lamar for so long. But nonetheless, I do find it rather humorous. And, uh, I think most, most everyone else does too, which is why it's circulating around the internet. Um, but I am, I am definitely curious. Did he mean 
did he did he say it on purpose or did he just kind of was he just kind of talking and it came out something we'll probably never know um okay so anyways we've got a few big points left um i'll get a football one and then kind of an oddball one for our, our final point of today uh first point looks like uh coming august 23rd there will be a florida gators documentary coming um, the team from 06 to 09 will be getting a documentary. I don't know what it's coming out on, but it does include um, the following people, you know, coaches and players such as Urban Meyer, Tim Tebow, Aaron Hernandez, Cam Newton, and then uh, lesser names than, like, than those four, such as Percy Harvin, Riley Cooper, Joe Hayden, Major Wright, Ahmad Black, Pran- B- Brandon Spikes, and then Marquise and Mike Pouncey. So, I'll be really interested to see that. Um, I don't know exactly what their what the footage is. Is it is it of the games? Is it inside the facility? Is it going to be just a documentary based on like everything that happened? Will there like basically with no inside the scenes um, film footage, if you will? Uh, I don't really know what to expect. That's the only information I have is just that it's going to be coming out August twenty third. So keep an eye open for that. That'll be interesting. And kind of fun to watch, you know, just a little throwback, if you will. Definitely an interesting team. I think like over 40 or over 60% of that roster from those four years has been to prison or is currently in prison. I I don't have the stat in front of me, but it is a really high number for something like that. Um, But yeah, so uh, just keep an eye out for that, I guess. There's not really a whole lot to go with that. Um, If the guys were here, I know we'd have a, a fun conversation about that. But the final point. And this is not really related to football in any way, shape, or form. T. Swift and Maddie Healy have broken up. Now, why is this news? Well, first off, a celebrities, celebrities' lives are always in the news. It's just a given. But one thing, if you don't know this, if you're not a Taylor Swift fan... Taylor Swift always makes like an album based on a breakup. And I guess it's not like every single one. I don't know if like every one of her songs is based on, on a breakup. Um, but they are she is notorious for making songs that are based on breakups. So definitely be on the lookout for a new Taylor Swift album. And she's literally in the middle of like one of the greatest tours of all time. So it's uh, I wonder when it'll come out. She released a few new songs the other day. I can't imagine she's writing music as she's going out to perform, but maybe if that's like her coping mechanism, I could, you know, it wouldn't really surprise me. So, um, that's pretty cool news. I know a lot of people that are pretty diehard Swifties. So obviously, you know, I feel like if I was a Swiftie, I would be 50, 50 torn. I'd be excited and I'd be sad. Like, uh, kind of like, uh, Oh, I feel bad that you had to go through that breakup, but also thank you for another opportunity for some awesome music. You know, something like that. Oh, my gosh. Is, um, I feel like that's, like, morally wrong. But I don't know. I don't. I mean, I'm sure somebody feels that way, right? Tweet at me, as they, as they say. Uh, I really got to stop getting this Twitter some attention because it's... I don't even know how to use Twitter, dude. Like, I'm just using it to find my stories. I don't, I don't know... I don't know how to grow on there. This is, this is my attempt at growing on Twitter, so... Um, yeah, with that being said, I think that's all I got for today. Um, like I said, tweet at me the link that you guys are looking for. If you're looking for something shorter, if you're like, Hey, just talk to your jaw falls off kind of situation. Um, 
I just watched a guy eat the full menu at seven different fast food restaurants in 72 hours. I think it was like Eric the... Eric the something something. Um, and he, he, he did it. He ate, I think, Taco Bell, Chick-fil-A, Raising Cane's, Chipotle, Cinnabon. I don't know if I consider that a restaurant, but it's definitely something. Um, what was the other ones? Cinnabon. There, so what is that? Four? Taco Bell, Chipotle, Taco... Oh, sorry. Taco Bell, Chipotle, Chick-fil-A, Raising Cane's, Cinnabon. That's five. Leaves two. Oh, Krispy Kreme and the Mr. Beast Burger, which I guess is a restaurant. So he ate every single one of those. It was like 30 or was it like 46,000 calories actually in just under three days, which is pretty nuts when you think about it. A little over 10,000 calories a day. And uh, I'm, I have a tough time eating maybe a little over 2,000. So <laughs> that guy's a legend. Shout out to Eric. Just making it look easy. Obviously, he was in immense pain trying to eat all that food. But, I mean, dude, that's a lot of freaking food. Like, I would expect it to be that full. I wouldn't expect that to be humanly possible. I mean, 46,000 calories in three days in the entire menu. You go into a restaurant and you're like, ooh, what looks good today? Hmm. Uh, let's see here. We got, um, hmm, crunch wrap sounds kind of good. I don't know about a crunch wrap. What about a, what about a chipotle? What do they, they call those? The chalupa. What about chalupa? This guy walks in. Yeah, I would take, um, can I get one of everything? Yeah, and then a little extra fire sauce too. Because <laughs> everybody knows fire sauce is the best sauce at Taco Bell. I mean, come on. But yeah, so uh, tweet at me with the length of the episodes you guys are looking for. Whatever, just really criticism of the criticisms of the show. If you like it, if you hate it. If I should stop doing it, if you tell me that, I'm still going to do it anyway, but um, at least I will know kind of where you guys are coming from. And then, uh, yeah, go ahead and leave that five-star five review rating deal on Spotify and Pod and uh, Apple, whatever. I don't really know what that does, but I know people say to do that all the time, so apparently that helps. And uh, bigger thing, definitely tell someone if you, if you enjoy the content, because... That is big time for me and for the crew here. We're trying to turn this into a real-life deal here. But thank you guys for listening. I hope I made your day just even like one tiny 1% better. 1% is even like if I made it 1% better, that would be a great day. We're talking like 0.01% better. Just as long as I didn't make it worse, you know what I'm saying? I will see you guys tomorrow for the Tuesday edition with a potential special guest. Who knows? We could potentially be having a special guest. Let your friends know. I will see you guys tomorrow. Deuces.